0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all these Marvel and DC. This episode number 212. We're discussing the best toys from our childhood. I'm when your host, Tim.
1: I'm Troy. I'm Carlos.
0: And I'm Sanjay. Aha, uh-huh. here we go, boys. It feels absolutely fantastic to be back at the mics. Talking nerd for this week, guys. I can tell you from last week when we tossed out, let's talk about what our next episodes are going to be out. And Carlos comes at us with what was the best toys from our each individual childhoods. Not only toys that we hadn't played with, but it couldn't be toys that we've lusted after as adult collectors. And my brain went spinning. I went down a deep, dark path. It looks like it's going to get real expensive because the toys we're going to talk about this week, guys... Are gonna be now toys that have to fall into my collection. I have not been this excited for a topic in. I'm always (laughs) excited, but I'm extra excited for this one. It's gonna be a ton of fun, guys. We're talking our five top toys from our childhood. You know, we're talking about everything from, I'm guessing, Transformers, Turtles, Power Rangers. You name it, it's probably going to be on this list. We've got a lot of toys to get through, and I'm super stoked to hear your guys' list. And I'm super stoked, once this episode is done, is to hear what you guys played with after we run through our list and guys we also got to get to some interesting news topics this week primarily focused around star wars rosiera dawson cast as ahsoka Tano, live action ahsoka Tano, very very exciting and another bit of news which is a bit interesting is dime distributors you know they're the main distributors for comic books across the globe for marvel dc image comics they've gone into a bit of a suspension so it's gonna be interesting to see What the comic book world is going to look like over the next few months with physical copies kind of going slightly out of, not so much out of print, but out of distribution. So we're going to touch on that and we're also going to talk about a few other things, but gentlemen... It's great to have you back here. I'm looking forward to this, but we got to kick this week off. Like we said last week, our week in Nerd is going to look a little different for the next little bit, but there's still some lingering things here that I'd love to talk about, but I got to hear what your guys' week in Nerd has been like. You know, we've had some extra downtime and all that, and it's interesting. I want to hear your guys' opinion on this because I thought I was going to have all this time to read comic books and do all this kind of stuff. I've had no time to do anything. It has been like pedaled to the metal at home here. But I'm hoping to get some time this in this coming week, especially with the debut of Birds of Prey, on to digital download. But guys, Carlos, Troy, Sanjay, what's going on, guys? Sonny, tell me all about this. You got some funky pants on there, man. What have you been doing this week? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta keep it fresh, my brother. Um, what have I been going on this week? Uh, not much, you know. Um, just reading some old classic books because I haven't had a chance to go out to the shops these uh, last couple weeks. So I started reading, rereading Justice League vs Avengers. Love oh, it, nice. such a classic. I reread it about once a year. It's one of my favorites. Just like, just to see the interactions between the people, that's great. And I was like, now's the time to finally get through my uh, Green Arrow run. I think it's like all 120 issues. So popped in issue one, started reading that. That was great. And uh, issue two still to come. And uh, <laughs> besides that. Watching a ton of movies, um, you know, with uh, my daughter home, uh, we've been watching a ton of like Disney movies and just just like stuff like that. So um, we watched Frozen and Frozen Two. Nice, uh, quite good. <laughs> Frozen Two, quite good. I liked it. Um, I did enjoy it. I still it. Well. I think the first one was better. Yeah, I think the first one was better, but the second one was still good. It was a worthy sequel. Um, and uh, what else did I see? Um, oh, and The Grinch because it's her favorite movie. So you know. <laughs> March, April, why not throw on the Grinch save Christmas? so watch the Grinch <laughs> and um getting into back into Batman Beyond, so uh, nice. uh start season two today. love nice. it, love it, stay tuned more to come, yeah, yeah, we got the oh, Batman yeah. showing me his Batman Beyond figure looks awesome, looks awesome, and uh oh, yeah no,. <laughs> And I'm just saying, like, if they ever did a live action Batman Beyond that's kind of like Blade Runner, that would be so cool. That wow. would be so cool. Oh, that would be amazing. Right? Like, uh, what's his name? Denny Villeneuve to direct yeah. it? And Roger right? Deacons, man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Cool.
3: Behind the camera.
2: Yo, yeah. is Ryan Gosling could play Terry McGinnis. Boom.
3: Oh, he should have been <laughs> our
2: Batman. <Should've> been <laughs> he's too young know. to be old bruce wayne you imagine oh my god yeah. i'd be
4: so there
0: that's awesome man well you've got about what over two thousand movies to get through in the next yeah, few just months a couple. there yeah it's uh you have <laughs> the, that self-funded blockbuster behind you which actually looks fantastic man your setup's looking pretty sweet right now
2: oh well, thank you thank you yeah, if i ever get around to cleaning it up you can expect a, a video from me.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's, uh, it's in a constant state of flux. I, I can that's honestly right. say that I've never felt complete in my nerd room. It's always evolving. I think that's the key to it, man. It can't be stale, can't be stagnant. It's got to be something that's always growing and changing.
2: Like a fungus.
0: Kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact analogy i would use but sure like a fungus <laughs> troy my dude again yeah, your man. nerd room is looking looking sweet behind you there i cool, love cool, seeing it this it's sense. you know I, I think to take the positive away from us not being in the room together it's that every week i get to see kind of in the background four different nerd rooms which is which is just fantastic yeah. and uh but did you get up much did you add anything to the collection were you doing some reading this week
3: yeah, um, well, you know, being my boy's uh, 80th, Robin, Dick Grayson, um, I picked up his 80th book, which was um, which is pretty cool. Um, they give you all the Robins there. You got Dick, you got uh, Jason, you got Tim, Stephanie, um, even Damien. And I got to say, you know, I think out of all the books I read in that little, um, uh, I guess, anniversary issue, it was uh, Jason Todd's kind of stood the most out to me. I, I really liked what they did with his issue. Um, Age of 37, which is another... Um, Another step in Dick Grayson's evolution um, they, they touch on. And that's another shining point in the book, too. Um, basically taking all the lessons from Bruce as his time being Robin and doing the opposite and doing it his way. Um, so it's really cool how they touch on that a lot. Uh, I picked up uh, Star Wars, Star Wars 3 and 4. Ooh, yeah. This is the book that's taking place after Empire Strikes Back. It continues to be a knockout by um, uh, Charles Soule. The art's fantastic. They they nail Billy D. Williams so well in this book. I hear Lando coming off the pages. It's it's unreal what they're doing here uh, with Lando, with Luke, with Leia. I'm really digging this book and just seeing where these characters are going. We all know where they go, but just to see this gap between here and between the Jedi is something else. That journey, um, that journey, right? It's it's cool um i picked up also recommended by carlos here the teen titans big 100 was it the big 100 page book oh, the giant. yes yes so i picked up that one i haven't had the chance to read it though unfortunately but i did pick that up so i can't wait to check that out and um that's about it for comics um man um okay so going back in time here i think it was last year uh tim carlos you guys came across the vader box we've been yes. talking about this i think for about a year now <laughs> and we've been you know throwing back these offers with these people to comp- you know to get our, our hands on some of these figures and the last encounter i had with the vader box was i don't know a couple weeks ago three weeks ago or so at the um black and red is it the red and black red and white red and white red and white uh comic expo here in, in town and i saw the vader box and I saw Bespin Luke. I've been wanting Bespin Luke for a very long time. And the price point was 70 bucks. I wasn't going to do it. But I've been trying to, you know, swindle these people down. I think I was willing to pay 40 Yeah. Anyways, no shame in my game. I've been on Kijiji every day. And a huge Black Series poll comes up. They have all these figures for 20 bucks loose, which is fine. And I see Best Ben Luke for $20 with all the accessories. I was like, come on. Let's do this. So I uh, picked up that figure and... Uh, yeah, man, now I got Luca. basically completes all my Luke Skywalker's for the Black Series, except for the, um, the Hoth Luke, I guess, the dual pack. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only one I'm short of, but uh, that's okay. So um, I canceled my pre-order for the uh, 40th anniversary Bespin Luke, because we are getting him redone. But I was only going to pull him out of the card anyways, so maybe if I see it in the wild, I'll grab it. But uh, yeah, man, it's good. You know, satisfied my hunger, man. I'm oh, good.
0: That's, that's nice. That's good to hear, man. Did you put that, that bleach policy into effect? <laughs>
3: Oh, always though, man. These are these are the things you gotta wipe down everything, you yeah, know. You. Basically, so it's just uh, shouldn't be an, yeah. shouldn't
0: be a new policy.
3: It shouldn't be a new thing, right? That's just it. So, um, yeah, I got him out, and like I said, he's loose. I have him displayed with all my other Lukes. and um, yeah, man, is is a good day. My Black Series game has been a little weak lately, so it's kind of nice to to fill that void. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's Amazing. I what about you guys? What's cracking? Oh, oh, sorry. One last thing, because this is nerd. We're talking nerd. And it's it's our boy uh, from Tumbling Saber yes, Corey. I got to give him a happy birthday. You know, one of the best guys on the mic out there. Um, salute to you, sir. Have a good one. And uh, yeah, happy
0: birthday, man. It's sorry, it's Kyle's birthday. Did I
3: say? Did I say Corey? Yeah. <laughs> I still, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle, happy birthday. I totally meant Kyle the whole time. I don't know why I said Corey. Corey retweeted his, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry guys. <laughs> it was funny. Sorry. I had, to, I had to go check that. I was like, I think yeah. I, was, I had yeah. it in my notes yeah. here too. Yeah. So yeah, big shout out to Kyle. Happy birthday, Kyle. dude.
3: Corey, you're good on the mic too, man. You're good yeah. as well. But Kyle, yeah, big dog on the mic. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Carlos, man, we get a nice panoramic view of the cave.
1: Right now. Yeah, I had to change my setup. I got kicked out of my office because I had to <laughs> give it up to my wife. So yeah, the the back cave is uh, it's truly the back cave, being the functional yeah. layer. Oh man, <laughs> so. it's
0: looking sweet. I'm loving it, man. What did you get up to this week?
1: Uh you know, just to quickly echo Troy's sentiments, that Robin 80th anniversary issue, it is awesome. Like I I have the three preceding it, and it's probably the strongest out of all of them that have come out. Like. I'm halfway through every single one of the stories in that was better than the ones in like Action A Thousand or Wonder Woman Seven Fifty. So yeah, definitely pick that one up when uh opportunity presents itself. And those uh DC hundred page giants, five bucks for hundred pages of comics, you totally can't go wrong. I recommend anybody picking them up. They're a nice fiesta platter of all the characters, tons of sometimes they'll do like a villains issue and you get a bunch of random villain sampler platter and um a lot of the best stories that DC's putting out are the lead stories in those, because those are all new books, and then the rest of it is um, republished stuff. But uh, yeah, can't go wrong with that $5 value for 100 pages of comics. Uh, for me, uh, like I posted on Shelf Sunday this week, uh, it was a bit of a pop reorganization for the kids. Yes. Not Nothing new, but uh, yeah, the bonus room in our house, it's uh, the, the pop destination for the girls, so... I got tired of them accumulating these things in their room, so we've lined the wall with pop shelves and uh, two awesome. little girls. Speaking banks, of pops, buddy.
3: man, you had the king of pop himself, the MJ. The
1: baddest <laughs> yeah. one out there, man. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, That's one of the few it. in there that, uh, oh. that that was bought for me. Yeah, man. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the
0: JP ones, the Jurassic Park ones you had in there.
1: Yeah. I know my youngest is totally proud of herself because she had like the Dr. Malcolm, and then I got that Jeep on one of the sales at that pop store down down south. Yeah, yeah. So I brought that home for her, and she's like, "I have an amazing idea," and she like balances Dr. Malcolm on the back of that thing. I was like, "Yeah, props to you, kiddo." Yeah, that Malcolm pose. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that was that was pretty cool to to do that and um, reorganize their shelves and watch them kind of jockey for space between the two little girls and the big girl being my wife, uh, for who gets this, who gets that prime real estate on the top shelf. So that was cool. Um, you know what? I started to play around with getting back into the Marvel statue game and filling out that Bowen designs collection a bit. I was deep into the negotiations on a cable statue, but I just mm. couldn't get it low enough. Like I even enlisted my boy Troy to try and Sir. like push me over. Yeah. And he, yeah. He gave it the, uh, the seal of a, approval but yeah we were just like that 50 bucks was my line in the sand yeah. great looking I just, figure though man oh yeah it stacking. was a cool one it was a cool yeah. one so we'll we'll see what ha- happens as uh, collecting goes to uh, strictly online for the next few weeks yes and then uh yeah i pulled uh just hanging out in my daughter's room and looking at her shelf i saw secret origins by jeff johns and gary frank sitting on there, and so I decided to pull it off the shelf and started flipping through, started reading, and I was just like, oh, I forgot how amazing this is. And over the course of reading that eight-issue trade, I ended up flipping both Tim and Troy messages saying, like, you guys got to get on this. It's an awesome retelling of Superman's origin. Um, it was written before Man of Steel came out, but the copy of the trade that she has actually has a preamble or a forward by David Goyer in it, oh. talking about how... He used Jeff Johns for an inspiration for Man of Steel, and some of those best scenes from Smallville, in that movie, you see on the pages of this comic kind of thing, and it takes him from there right through his kind of initial battles in Metropolis and that. But it's a wonderful book, and Gary Frank's art is just amazing. He uh, he draws that soups with that Christopher Reeve flavor to him, and oh, I, I love it. And read those books all day long. So, anybody out there like? I think it's on Comicology for 10 bucks. Canadian can't go wrong. Eight issues. And it's on Amazon for less than twenty. So definitely pick that one up. And uh Blind Spot for the Nerd Room. I don't know how none of us were reading this. Undiscovered Country. Scott Snyder, Batwriter Extraordinaire, and uh Charles Soule, Whoa. the Star Wars man himself. They uh they write this book together called Undiscovered Country. Um I can't really talk about it too much without giving it away, but basically the United States has walled itself off from the rest of the world and nobody's been in it for 30 years. And there's the world is divided. Yeah. So it's divided into three factions, the United States with nobody knows what's going on. There's the Europe and Africa Alliance. And then the, uh, Pan Asian Alliance, I think is what the other one's called. And, uh, there's an invitation that goes out to come into America to get a few things that these folks need. And, uh, that's what leads to our journey into the new United States. And it's not the utopia that everybody thought it was, but it's awesome. Like that sounds very guys,
0: cool. I'm definitely going to get into that.
1: Yeah. You guys know Charles soul. Well, we know, uh, Scott Snyder really well. And it's honestly, it's the best of both those guys' talents. Lots of good character work, lots of really out there con concepts. And, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I tried the first issue because the first issues for Image are free, as Grabs reminded me on the Image website, and so tried that out and ended up. I they're on issue five now, so worked through the first five, and yeah, it'll be one I keep going with for sure. So, yeah, definitely check that one out too, boys. Oh, nice. that
0: that sounds nice. awesome. It's a, and that's like for me, it's been about at this point purchasing new number ones, and I'm gonna have to add that one to the list along with the Superman one that you sent early in the week because i also had the opportunity to buy i bought the first issue of *Philadelphia*. Um, nice. i haven't read it yet but i had a good chat with grabs over the weekend and um, coming at a highly recommended from you guys and him too i said okay i'm gonna pull the trigger he kind of sent me the link it was about a buck 99 i believe on comixology which is fantastic and then coming off of stranger ventures i was like yeah i'm gonna continue to take this i grabbed issue number one of tmnt or not one sorry one oh one of TMNT still haven't read it but these are in the queue right now because I really enjoyed kind of that that expansion beyond what I'm familiar with and I want to continue to do that and now Undiscovered Country man that sounds right up my alley too I I love the idea that the con or the artists or not the artists, sorry the the creators what a team and I, I can't ignore that and I kind of like that weird concept it sounds really really cool
1: yeah it was cool and it's like nothing I've ever read before so yeah you'll enjoy it man
0: Excellent. Looking forward to that. And, you know, I, one thing I forgot, guys, last week, as I was kind of running through that crazy week I had with the help of Carlos and his family, I forgot to, to mention that I finally pulled the trigger on that Iron Man 3 pack, the 10th nice. anniversary oh, nice. Iron Man 3 pack with Mandarin, the, a, a very odd that I don't even, to be honest with you, really remember in Iron Man 3, the hot rod armor. He's kind of like gray with like hot rod flames on his, on his shins. And then also the pepper pots in her yoga outfit with the uh, the Iron Man arm from when she's uh, all extremist up. And do you know what? I I talked to you guys. It was down for forty dollars at Toys R Us for three figures. I figured I'm not gonna get this any cheaper. I'm so happy I pulled the trigger. You know, given that you know that we're not on the hunt really right now, and there's only one of them left. Last time I was there, there's four. So people are starting to buy this up at that forty dollar price point. Thirteen bucks a figure. You can't go wrong here. So now I've got that Mandarin hot rod, and I've got Pepper Pots in here. It's slowly filling out that that Marvel Legends line for the MCU. So I'm really really actually pleased that I did pick that up. Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, the Mandarin is a really well done figure, you know, you, something can be said about the character itself, but the figure looks great. The likeness is cool. good. The detail on everything from his coat, the man bun he's got gotten there all really good. And so I'm, I'm quite pleased with that purchase, especially at the price point. Ole, 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 ole. There it is. And another thing, going to give a big shout out to Sanjay here. You know, everyone's talking about the rise of Skywalker right now because we've got the digital download, the digital release is out there, but we're we're patiently waiting here because we've got the steelbook coming in about a weeks time, Sanjay. Uh yeah, 2 weeks time. So it should be here
2: March 31st.
0: Yeah, March 31st. Really looking forward to that. You've now transitioned to it all being delivered to our each individual houses here so that'll
2: cost
4: extra you know,
2: heads up <laughs> that's it's all
0: good man to get that steelbook in hand i'm really looking forward to that i've heard good things about the behind the scenes documentaries some of the added scenes and all that and also just jumping back into that rise of Skywalker. so i'm really really looking forward to that a couple weeks time guys we're going to be talking about that in some detail once we get our hands on those physical copies and then i spent a lot of time again in the nerd room completing some of the reno's here i've got A set of shelves up here i'm just waiting on the uh the shelves themselves i just painted them so i'm waiting for them to dry but what that's going to bring and we're going to talk about some of this in a few minutes here is i'm going to have some miscellaneous shelves in here in the nerd room i've i've really kept it to star wars and marvel in my nerd room and i'm really looking to expand that into some of the toys that we're going to be talking about that today and these shelves that i've built these are final shelves that are built in the nerd room here then it's complete once i get those done i'm going to start populating those with some toys that aren't Star Wars and aren't Marvel, some sto- some toys that are very nostalgic to me, that are big throwbacks to my childhood, some I've held on to, and some i got to get online and start purchasing here. But I'm really looking forward to getting these shelves done because that'll help me complete out and finally get that organization done just in time to start thinking about how I'm going to redo things again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not, <laughs> but guys, let's get into it here. You know, it looks like we've been able to maintain things here. We've had a, a pretty robust weekend, nerd, and hopefully some of those online retailers start coming through with us so that we can continue the online hunt, but also take a big deeper dive into some of the comic books here. I'm really looking forward to to Philadelphia, like I said. But let's get into some of the news. You know, it's a shorter news segment this week, and we're going to kick it off talking about comic books. And this is about Diamond Distributors. Now, for those that don't know what Diamond Distributors are, they are essentially the company that ships all new physical products for comic books. They have the exclusive rights to ship things like Marvel, Dark Horse, DC, Image Comics. So really almost a monopoly over the industry. And they announced last or this Monday actually that until a a future time in the future they're going to suspend all shipments of new comic books to the comic book shops now interesting take on this we have this this big distributor is no longer shipping the books I think you know there's a positive spin on this is that you don't have our local comic book shops paying for comics without having individuals coming in to buy them. Because I can tell you right now that I've chosen to kind of suspend my trips to the comic book shop. i got a note from my local here that this is his last Wednesday. He's open. I've offered to him just to send him money transfers to say, look, I'll pay for the books. You can flip me the digital or not or the digital code or not. It doesn't matter, but I want to make sure that I've paid for those books and I'd encourage everyone to do the same is to make sure that the everyone's kind of getting that last bit of money. So they are not sitting on that for a month or two, but I got to get you guys opinion here. You know, what, what's, what's the comic book industry going to look like here now that diamonds kind of stopped distributing. We're likely to get them picking up at some point in the future, but what this mean is going to be, you know, a kind of a shift and, and probably somewhat of a seismic shift over to, to digital in a big way. Now, Sanjay, do you, you know, you're, you're a big physical guy, big physical comic guy, big physical well, media guy. You.
2: I am a physical guy. Yeah, you
0: are. Yeah. put that, pull that <laughs> gun up in the Got air.
2: gains, brother.
0: <laughs> but what are your thoughts on, on, on Diamond here? And I, I think personally, I think it's the right move here. This helps everyone. And, but what, what's, what's your thoughts on Diamond kind of, just for now suspending the distribution of comic books to, to the local shops?
2: Yeah, man, I have to agree. I think it's the right move for now and, uh, Can't wait to go back and to get those physical copies, but uh, I probably, well, I won't say probably. I know I won't be dipping my toe into the digital world. Um, Stubborn as a mule, and uh, I'm still going to buy the physical copy, so I'll just hold off. And I, I don't think they'll release the digital, like new digital stuff.
0: What's well, the a question yeah, yeah. I had to ask that I, I didn't hear anything. And have you guys heard anything? I don't are they going to so. do new comic book day online? Or are they just going to all be paused? Because I guess at some point, I don't know, will they run out of the ability to release <clears throat> the books? Because for the most part, this stuff can be done. And I think it is done in somewhat of isolation, like people writing goes to the comic artists. Like these can be done, you know, if they have the right, the right setup from home. So these won't stop in the same way that movie productions and TV productions will, at least that's, my understanding. But I don't know, like, do you think that we're going to go to digital releases and save the physical copies? Is there going to be a big hole in physical copies for this time when they're not distributing that are going to be books that are going to be heavily sought after because their release is really narrow? I don't know. I
1: kind of hope not because I think that will be a big strike against the retailers, right? Because there'll be a group of people that hold off until things are back to normal and diamond to ship in books. But there'll be people that you know, pull the trigger and end up just reading their stuff digitally and the retailers who ordered books on people's behalf will be stuck with them. So, yeah, it, it's been quiet from the publishers, so I'm curious to see what they do. They certainly could uh, create new material and it'd probably be a very minimal interruption in the way they do business to just have the books produced and yeah. distributed digitally. Um but uh, it all depends on what stance they take as far as their uh, front line goes with the comic book stores. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. I'd almost
0: prefer them to do big sales on their own individualized apps for comiXology. Like, say, you know, you can get these runs for. 10 bucks for a trade or five bucks for a trade and encourage people to read digitally that way, going back and getting, you know, back issues from storylines like civil war or whatever, anything that was 10 plus years ago so that you're not kind of infringing on that because that's some of the fear here is that, you know, you have a big portion of your comic book readers, not so much force, but kind of transition because of the situation to digital And I'm kind of halfway in between at this point. I still like digital stuff. But I'm going to, for the most part, try to stay with my physical media. I want to support. As soon as we get going back into this, I'm going to go and and dump some money into the local comic book shop. Uh, Figures and comics and all that. Because I want to show that support. But I do see this, you know, maybe a little bit of a tipping point for the industry to see... You know what? What happens with comic books go forward? Do we move more to digital, and, and part of them are released digitally, and part of them are released in physical copy and held back? It's going to be interesting, Troy. What's your take on this?
3: Yeah, I'm with Sunny. I'm with Sunny all the way. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm ride or die with my. Um, with my physical. So I'm sticking with those. Um, I'll probably just be doing a lot of uh, trades for the meantime. I'm just gonna be you know catching up with all these cool new recommendations that we've been getting yes, for the last couple huge. weeks here. Yeah, that's going to be great, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep stocking up, man, and, um, and if I get all caught up, then I'll just go back and read, like, Ultimate Spider-Man again or something, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sticking with the physical all day, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's an important piece of it, and I, I don't think I'll ever move fully away from the physical, because I, I do like them and collecting, but my physical pull list is, is, is slimmer than it used to be, and digital is going to really be a, the part where i move into these new recommendations things like *Philadelphia*, yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles and all that and then maybe someday you know i'm a sucker for going back and collecting things so if i really do like some of these it might be something i go back and collect and it becomes more about the hunt as opposed to getting kind of the issue to issue i'm okay to pick up double issues especially if i'm i'm if they're acting as collector pieces in that. So interesting split we have here on the podcast is we have some, you know, diehard physical. And Carlos, you and I are, you know, lean a little bit more towards the digital, but also do have a tendency to do back issue collecting and kind of getting in and supporting. And you continue to support your local as well, Carlos. And I think it's a good thing, guys. You know, make that offer, put that out there to to the locals that, you know, and I, like for me too, when I email them, it's a bit more of a reassurance, I think. I, I just wanted to provide that, you know, when all this is said and done, I'm going to be back in the shop every single week. You know, dropping money on plastic, dropping money on on books. It's it's not going to stop, and uh, and that's something that I make sure you know to to encourage everyone to do because even things like Free Comic Book Day for 2020, you know, that's a, a big point in time for comic book shops to get people into, into the into the space and selling and kind of promoting what they do at the shop. That's been postponed. You know, Diamond's a big supporter of that and for the time being that's been pushed out into later in 2020 so that's another opportunity for you guys once they announce when that's going to happen to get out and support the the brick and mortar shops and it's an important piece of this because that goes away guys you know we're left with walmart and and toys r us for for figures and i found that you know that that's not the game that it used to be even you know four or five years ago i'm relying a lot more on the local comic book shops to getting in some of these more specialized figures. When you're going from statues to SH figures, even to Marvel legends and black series, the distribution has been fantastic at places like Walmart. And I'm relying more now. So than ever on the local comic book shops to bring in those items um, and bring them in at a price. that's still reasonable. So it's a, uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to keep a close eye on this, but needless to say, I think we're, you know, we're all still big supporters of, of the locals And uh, we're going to be getting out and supporting those. Now, as we kind of transition into more of this digital world, I just wanted to touch on, you know, guys, we talked last week about all the stuff that's hitting digital download a bit early and how exciting that is for the time being. And I just wanted to do a bit of a coming soon to digital download section here. Now, we've got Birds of Prey, guys. You know, it's a movie we've been talking about reviewing, and I can say with I'm going to say 95% confidence that we're going to be reviewing this next week. So I'd really encourage you guys (laughs) get out March 23rd. That is today. Get out or that was yesterday. Actually, um, get out and buy birds of prey 20 bucks or whatever it is. That's cheaper than going to the movie theater. Let's get out. Let's support this film. Let's support the digital download. And then you can come back next week and listen to the review. Cause, cause we're going to get to it. Like I said, what I say, 90 or 95? I'm, I'm somewhere in that space. <laughs>
2: you, you know Shazam's out on digital download as well. I'm just putting it out there. It
0: is? I think we'll probably get to that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then also, look, Bad Boys 3, Sonic, we've talked about those movies being big hits and being an interesting cog in the box office fantasy pool for this year. They're both coming out early, months early. We're seeing both of them drop on march 31st as well as digital download and i'm definitely going to be consuming both of those and then another big announcement we had today on the coming soon wonder woman 84 stakes a claim for an august 14th release great release window for them moving from that june 5th so dc warner brothers seems bound and determined to get this movie out in the theaters. I'm quite excited that they've put that stake in the ground. Carlos, your household must have been pretty happy, a little disappointed. They have to wait just a few months longer, but pretty pretty happy that they're seeing that kind of put there. This is when it's happening. Uh, family happy about that one?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, happy and unhappy. Yeah. Like, it's one of those <laughs> Bittersweet.
0: Where,
1: yeah. It's nice to be getting the, the big screen release for the movie and uh, the movie being seen the way... Uh, the creators intended it to be seen, but yeah, moving off that first week of June release date, it, it stung a little bit, especially when the misses—that's that's her birthday week too. So
4: oh. yeah,
1: yeah, it stung. Shoot. But uh, you know, she'll have to console herself with these uh, McFarland figures that uh, yes. Troy just put it into the universe that they were up for pre-order on Amazon. <laughs> and next thing <laughs> I know, like I don't have any pre-ordered figures on Amazon, but. Uh, for whatever reason, there's these one room eighty four in our family account. So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Troy, man, are you gonna be you gonna
0: be dipping into to Birds of Prey or uh, Bad Boys Three here?
1: Uh
3: no, I'm I'm uh, I'm all good with Birds of Prey, but uh, I'll definitely be <laughs> dipping into Bad Boys. I'll probably yes. double up on Sonic. My daughter and I love that movie. I know that's coming out soon but bad boys man you know i've been i've seen part one i've seen part two as a big bad boys two dude, so um martin lawrence that's my guy man so i gotta check out yeah yeah gotta check out part
0: three (laughs) that's awesome now Sanjay, are you gonna be enticed we talked about this last week you said you're you're staying firm with comic books you're waiting for the uh, physical release bad boys three sonic are they on tap to be in your collection someday or are you gonna maybe be tempted by digital download
2: well, the digital download's only like a rental, right? So it's a, it's a two-day rental.
0: Oh, it is a 2 I thought I was just assuming yeah. I was buying the film. So it's just a rental. Okay.
2: It's just a two-day rental. Oh. Um, so I do have Sonic pre-ordered on Steelbook. Uh, Birds of Prey, Steelbook. I got to get that. So uh, I don't know. You know, I might be tempted if like a good horror film comes out. One that you don't need to see it in theaters.
3: Yeah, I'll probably be tempted. Give it a go. Is, is that Hunted? Is that like a horror or a suspense film? Because I think that's coming out too, right? The hunted. Uh-huh. I think yeah, it's like I saw that. that one. Oh, it's a drama. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Invisible Man though, that's coming out. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that's good. I did see that one in theaters. That is a good one. Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Interesting. Well, that's cool, man. Onward, it is out for for digital download or, I think it's digital purchased right now, and then it's going on, on Disney Plus in a couple of days, uh, a week and a half in a bit. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Cool.
3: I really want to see that one.
0: Yeah, me too. It? I was okay. super stoked when yeah. they announced that that was going up, and you know they've yeah. closed that that window it's essentially gone straight from theaters into Disney Plus. I think wow. they had about a week's time here where you could buy it digitally and then it's on Disney Plus. So we've already got a movie night for the family planned around that. We're nice. doing Sunday movie nights now and we're doing kind of a a rotation through each individual gets to pick a movie. Each individual has one veto. <laughs> Nice. nice. <laughs> but Onward is, is one that everyone's agreed on that we're going to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. My first, my daughter was like, I don't want to watch that. And I was like, there's unicorns in it. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> That's the selling point for her. Yeah, so lots of exciting things coming out on digital download to to fill some of that, that space here and, and give us – you know, almost that, that cinematic experience, at least for the films themselves. So I'm really, really hub- hyped about that, especially Bad Boys, Birds of Prey, Sonic. These are movies that I just didn't have a chance to get to the theater and watch. And for sure, guys, like, look, if I can't watch Birds of Prey in the next week, then there's there's something wrong, guys. And I, you have to really think about taking my nerd card
1: away <laughs> on this well, one. Just, uh, just to clarify, so the $20 price on birds of prey that's to purchase it oh it's to purchase iTunes, so okay oh. I, I know sanjay's trying to sabotage the digital media consumption <laughs> but uh just out there is a psa to anybody listening whatever you pay for birds of prey it, it'll be for rent or download and you can pick i imagine the rental is cheaper but itunes 24 bucks and you own the movie so yeah
0: and that's that's the way like i'd be happy to even rent any of these movies to be honest with you for that 20 dollar price point because like we talked about before it's it's cheaper then going to the movie theater, it's about the same price as a ticket, but then you layer on popcorn, this, that, a spouse, a kid, whatever, you're into yeah. eighty bucks. You know, for my wife and I, for you guys, it's it's you know add in a babysitter, you know, it's a like hundred bucks for us with a movie theater. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's not something that I want to see forever. Um, you know, I know we've talked about you know the potential for some of these big films to drop in. I still want that cinematic experience. I don't want that to go away. But in the meantime, this is a great avenue to give us some of those films that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have seen till May or till they end up on Netflix or till they end up somewhere else. So this gives us a great opportunity to to see some new current films from the comfort of our homes.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting to watch the strategies of the different studios, too, because I know I think where Sonny was getting that number from was Universal when they put The Hunt and The Invisible Man out. There were like 17 bucks or something like that. But that was for like a 48 hour window to watch it. Yeah, these ones from this week look to be the regular digital download price. So, well,
0: that's great. Yeah, really looking forward to that. So, all right, before we get into talking some toys, guys, which I'm I'm getting really really amped up about here. Let's talk about this casting that dropped onto us. We had really assumed that a lot of this type of news was going to come to a bit of a halt, a bit of a suspension if you will, slow down quite a bit. But this past Friday, Slash Film was a pretty reliable source. They broke the news that Ahsoka Tano was going to be cast for season two, or had been cast for season two of the Mandalorian. We know they've wrapped filming on that series. They did that a couple weeks ago, or about a month or so ago. So this uh, presumably her her scenes are filmed, but she's now been cast live action for the first time, and filling that role is Rozira Dawson. Which has been a fan casting for years. If you go back, like we I think I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but this is definitely something that was put into the universe by fandom. Now look, Ahsoka, we've talked about her lots on the podcast. Made her debut in the Clone Wars film. She served as someone that really grew into a massive fan favorite through the Clone Wars. She's she's made her appearance back in the Clone Wars season seven. She was a he had made a huge presence in Rebels this is someone that we've been dying to see online. This is, this is Dave Filoni, you know, arguably his biggest creation and his biggest contribution to star Wars is Ahsoka. You know, she had a big, big ending in rebels. Troy, my man, like, what are you thinking about this cast? What are you thinking about seeing Ahsoka live action? The last time we saw her was at the end of rebels. And this is, after all that, this is after the Battle of Endor, you know, we know the time frame that the Mandalorian is taking place and you know, what's your excitement level for the casting, senior live action and how do you think she's going to fit into this TV show?
3: My excitement is on 100, y'all. This is <laughs> this is crazy news, man. This is something I've been wanting um ever since probably Rebels. Um I've been a Soka fan not since the film, I'm not going to lie, but it was around um I don't know Early on, pretty much with the Rebels show or the, the yes. Clone Wars show, um, she really had it in for me Once she left the, uh, the spoilers. But when she left the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. that's when I really was uh, attached to this character. She was a massive hit in Rebels. Probably one of my favorite things out of Rebels. Uh, Snips, uh, Ahsoka Tano herself is like a bad, bad girl, man. She's gone toe-to-toe with Maul, uh, the sisters,
1: Darth Vader. Vader
3: like. Come on, like nobody can do what she does. She's incredible, man, and she's she's that Jedi we get with the two lightsabers, that dual welding. So um, to see her live action is something I want for a long time, and having the talent of Rosalind Dawson to play her is massive. This is this is going to be incredible, especially on the scale of what we have with um with uh, Mandalorian going on. We're finally probably going to get a battle. I don't know if I can talk actually too much about Mandalorian because I don't think everyone out there has seen it, yeah, so, so I won't keeps, yeah, too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: so I won't go too much into Mandalorian, but um, going you know after the season finale of what we got in Mandalorian, we're going to have a a pretty dope battle I I would figure with Ahsoka and a certain individual in uh, in that show. Um, I can't wait to see her chemistry with uh, with the Mando himself. And then also my girl, uh, Cara Dune. It's it's going to be a cool ragtag. She keeps making these appearances in these shows. And she's a survivor. So I can't wait to get her or to see her. But I can't wait to get her also because I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get a hot toy of this character now. Now that we've got the live action going on, I've been wanting a hot toy. I think we're we're finally there, man. We're finally there. So ha. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was already excited for season two of the Mandalorian. This just stepped it up on a whole other level for me. This is massive news. Massive. Thank you.
0: Humongous, humongous news. And it seems appropriate that Filoni is, is going to give her more story, you know, his creation. He was able to, to give her a bit more of an arc in rebels. And I agree with you. That's where I grew to love the character season two of rebels. Man, it's it's fantastic. She has some of the more, most pivotal moments in that show. Even the ending of it, holy jeez. So it's going to be interesting to see where they pick it up because this brings a new element to Mandalorian. This is where I'm going to bring you and Carlos here because, you know, you praised it as being, you know, the goddamn Batman of the Star Wars universe, the Mandalorian here. Now bringing in Ahsoka, this brings a major force element and I'm not going to consider this a spoiler, but most people know about, about the child. If you don't know about the child, then you haven't been, you know, keeping your eyes open anywhere because that's that's been plastered all over every single, you know, Twitter, store, whatever, it doesn't matter. It, it is out there. So there is an element of of the force in there. But what does Ahsoka do for you, Carlos? I don't know how familiar you are with the character, but adding this layer of of major force, which I guess is somewhat in there, but you've got a character now, a Jedi, you know, in The Mandalorian. You know, the the season finale did point at, at some big things, but this brings a whole new dynamic to this and really ties in at least the cartoons here in a big way. So how are you feeling about bringing this new element into The Mandalorian, especially coming off of the praise that you, you shed on on The Mandalorian Season 1?
1: Yeah, you know what? It's exciting. You couldn't escape the character of Ahsoka like based on just how prominent she was in the fan space. And there's people talking about her online all the time and at the comic store. She was pretty prominent in the books and whatnot, just seeing covers. And then, yeah, with watching... Clone Wars, I'm kind of at that moment where she looks to be taking her exit out of the show. So I'm at the end of season 5 or season 6 with the whole Jedi Temple plot stuff going on. So yeah, I just finished those episodes. So I've I didn't start with her, but I got a real good handle on what she's all about and a, a good flavor for her. So then to take her and put her into this show that just blew my mind is super exciting because she'll be in that element from Star Wars that was missing from the Mandalorian being that in your face force user Jedi type character, assuming she's a Jedi still. Um, Yeah. So I'm, yeah, she's something. So yeah, I'm excited for it. And yeah, you guys have over the course of this conversation, put the, put the bug in my ear to watch rebels at least season two, I guess. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it takes me, but, yeah, I think the casting is awesome. Rosario Dawson's absolutely fierce. I'm watching a show with her called Briar Patch right now and uh right away, as soon as I heard that she was cast, that next episode of that show I watched, it was like, Oh yeah, I can see it a hundred percent. Her being I'm only familiar with the younger version of Ahsoka, so I could see her mm-hmm. as the older one and yeah, bring it. Yeah. Excited. It's it's yeah. very
0: very exciting news for the world of Star Wars here and the fact that we're going to get this live action, you know, who's next? Who else could come in to The Mandalorian? Sabine. Sabine. Sabine man. Yes. I
3: mean coming off of uh, you know, Clone Wars or Rebels this the series finale, right? I mean, those two are, are right together there. So,
0: 100% I know Sabine. Sabine's an easier pull into this universe than Ahsoka. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I agree with you, man. I think Sabine at some point is going to pop up if not already if you know what i mean (laughs)
3: oh yeah i'm right there (laughs) so it's
0: it's going to be interesting to see what feloni characters get pulled into this universe you know with him being a big part of this a big creative part of this too and there seems to be some favoritism towards you know continuing those stories i I want more of this you know bring on live action freaking thrawn or ezra or something like I'm there for all of it. You know, make the Mandalorian. I don't want to lose. That's, I guess, the main point I want to make here with bringing in Filoni Creations. I don't want to lose the Mandalorian as the focal point, right? I don't want this to be live-action Rebels or Clone Wars, and I don't think it'll ever get there, but having these characters be, you know, major cameos or supporting cast to what we've already got I think just ups the caliber of the show. You know, we called it cinematic, we called this, you know, just expert storytelling. Now, layer in this, holy moly, like it's, what does this do, man? This this was already probably the highest-praised silver thing to come out in the Disney era. Maybe save Rogue One. But this, with the creative freedom that these guys have, with Favreau and Filoni on here, you know, what does season three look like? Season Like, I'm already thinking, like, who can they bring in? To, to just continue with this. So this is extremely exciting news and I cannot wait for Mando season two. Hopefully it comes out in the scheduled release window of October. But oh, man, bring it on. This is, this is super, super exciting stuff, guys.
1: Or maybe they do even. the yeah, DCCW and this is a backdoor pilot for a Ahsoka show. And they, you know what? It oh. very well could be. Yeah, that, that's that
0: seems to be the methodology the CW has used and this very well could be the avenue to giving her her own show imagine that Troy imagine uh, live live action ahsoka TV series uh, on Disney plus oh
3: I'd lose my mind I' lose my mind I'd, I'd I'd pay for everybody's here subscription for Disney plus <laughs> I mean <laughs> geez that, that'd be incredible um do you think it's possible that we could get um I mean we have to now ahsoka get her to meet up with Luke I mean we we, we gotta get there. She's she's been through and through with everything. She's been yep. through every timeline basically. She's that trending thread from the prequels all the way till after Return of the Jedi. Pretty much almost not quite, but getting up to the sequel trilogy. Like that's that's crazy. If you get an interaction, basically she's like you know, that's like Anakin's like sister right there in a sense. That'd be crazy to have her connect and talk with Luke. It just it'd blow my mind to see that interaction. Live action?
0: Wow. In so <laughs> I'm thinking about this. The, the just You said something that kind of got me thinking. In Star Wars canon, current canon,
4: mm-hmm. is she
0: the only one that has made it from the prequels to post Return of the Jedi? Is she our uh, longest through-thread in Star Wars? Pretty
3: much. Well, we, we did get confirmed that uh, Rex Rex is also in Return of the Jedi. I, yeah. I assumed he lived after that battle, so we also have Rex. Um, she might just be... We still don't really know what happened with... Um, with uh, my boy, um, I want to say Saj Ventress, but it's not Saj Ventress. It's, it sounds like Saj Ventress. The dude <laughs> with the dreads, and he has like, the yellow line on his face. How do I forget his name? He's in, um, ah, this is going to drive me nuts, Dark Disciple. He's the main guy in Dark oh, Disciple.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. I know who you mean. Oh, yeah, this
3: is driving me nuts now.
0: Yeah, because he's in the comic books.
3: He's in the comics, and he also has the power where he can touch things, and he can get like um, an idea of a vision of where it's been. Much like when Ray touched uh, the yeah. f- saber, it's literally on the tip oh, of my tongue. That's now, <laughs> yeah. But Sarge ventures and him had a had a relationship. This is driving me nuts. Anyone out there? You can call me an idiot. I totally take it. But help me out here. I totally forgot this guy's name. Ah, oh, this is killing me. And he's intact the clones. For two seconds. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well, there's Edding. a couple of
0: through threads there, but that would be interesting because I think she yeah. is the longest surviving character in Star Wars. Uh, Palpatine, right? Pal- well, I guess technically Palpatine, yes.
3: Well, he's it turns out he's just a clone anyway, so it wasn't yeah. really even Palpatine, right? So,
0: the spirit of Palpatine, spirit, yeah. So, <laughs> they build that in the comic books. <laughs> that's canon, guys. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: that's interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder if she might be the longest living um, individual then from that time, from pre order 66 all the way past Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Like, she's someone yeah. that has that connective tissue. So, one last question I gotta do you think that. Ashley Eckstein, who who's voiced Ahsoka from the beginning, do you think she dubs Wazira Dawson or do you not hire a caliber of actress like Wazira Dawson just to get dubbed by Ashley Eckstein, who, you know, is the voice of Ahsoka, right? How do you how do you have someone that doesn't sound like Ahsoka? You know what I mean? Like, do you think they dub her?
3: Oh, disrespectful. Absolutely not. No, Rosio Dawson, <laughs> when you have someone like that, you keep her for all her talents. I mean, <laughs> she's a triple threat, right? I mean, she can sing, dance, act. I mean, look at her in Rent. So when I when I mentioned dancing, obviously she can um, follow some nice um, choreography when yeah. it comes to these fight scenes, right? So she's uh, she's going to kill it. And uh, no no disrespect to uh, Ashley Eckstein, obviously, because she's fantastic. She even, you know, lended her voice for... Um, um, Rise of Skywalker, yes. obviously, too. But I mean, you, you can do a quick Google search and compare the two's, um, you know, uh, film, filmography, and you can clearly go with uh, Rosie Dawson's here. So definitely don't take out her voice, it's not like the um, the actor for Darth Maul or anything like that. So, um, sure. yeah, um, but I could totally see why you know most fans would think like that's the voice you've had with you since. Um, going back to the movie of Clone Wars, obviously, right? So I, I could totally see the argument for it, but I just think, you, like you mentioned there at the end, um, you don't hire someone with the caliber of this actress to be replaced and dubbed <laughs> for
4: voices.
1: So <laughs> yeah. uh, They yeah. didn't they didn't bring in Arlene Sarkin to do Margot right. Robbie's Harley Quinn voice, right? <laughs> <So>. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's, it doesn't get any better than her voice, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, man, Star Wars, man, exciting stuff. I can't wait to get into that more. But, guys, we gotta, we got to take, take a dip back into nostalgia, back into our childhood for the rest of the episode here. And like we said at the top there, you know, we've been discussing what we're going to talk about here in the future. And Carlos laid this one on us right after the, I think it was as you kind of laid down there, you're like, well, here's an idea. And I was like, oh, man, this is, this is fantastic. Got the wheels spinning here. So, guys, we're going to count on our top five toys that we had as childs that we played with that we just can remember just so vividly and something that changes this is almost like the toys that made us episode for the nerd room here you know what defined our childhoods and i think i love the caveat here that you put on carlos that these can't be toys that we got later in life these had to be toys that we played with as kids and that's what we're going to talk about here, guys. We're going to count down these top five. We're going to start with five and work up to number one. I've ordered mine. I don't know if you guys have ordered yours in, in order of importance or kind of things that, that really ping that, that nostalgia button, but I, I've kind of ordered. So I'm going to start from five and work my way up. And I got to say, you know, for mine guys, I had everything I had on here. It was before the age, before my age of 10. So kind of like pre 94 toys is really what I'm going to be talking about here. And there's two major surprising absences that you're going to see on my list. And it's it's going to be, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to tease it from there. Um, Carlos, any more comments on kind of what we're going to do here? Because this was your your idea.
1: No, just for the listeners so that they know, um, at the end of the last record, all of a sudden, and very abruptly, I was left with a black screen because all you guys bailed to go watch This Is Us. Like This <laughs> is the finale tonight. Yeah. As soon as Troy remembered that it was on, I was like that drawn Travolta from Pulp Fiction meme, just like looking around being like, what, what happened to all my friends? And uh, yeah, it just came to me then. So yeah, toys that we had and loved as kids, it couldn't be anything that we lusted after and bought retroactively as adults. Um, had to be something we owned back in the day and uh, off we go. Awesome. Well, I'm going to throw it to you first, man. Number five on your list of toys. What was it? No, number five for me, it was a weird time back then where you could have all these glorious crossovers. And I had Spider-Man, Batman and Robin Migos with magnetic hands. Ooh. And <laughs> these things were the bomb, especially in the 1980s constructed houses with like the aluminum around the closet doors and everywhere else in the houses. Uh, they were sweet. They had magnetic hands and you could stick them to stuff and I'd have Spider-Man crawling up the side of my closet all the time and Batman and Robin like stuck to the bed frame. And oh, they were an amazing toy to play with. Like uh, (laughs) Spidey probably got most of my love back then. He was hilarious. He he had like the full cloth body. And then like the Spider-Man mask was permanently, uh, (laughs) permanently cast into the plastic of his head. But they were amazing. Slept with these things and like they got taken away and thrown out because they were just so disgusting by the time (laughs) i had years and years them, but uh yeah they were some of the best toys ever the like uh, magnetic hand migos so good i would love to get my hands on those again Uh, so number five for me is uh the magnet hand migos awesome man i never
0: never had those at all but now i'm intrigued (laughs) how how big were they like seven inch eight inch
3: those things
1: yeah they were like a weird size they were kind of like yeah that uh, I think the magnet ones were a bit bigger. The regular Migos were like eight inch and I think the the magnet ones were like twelve inch or whatever. Mm. But uh yeah, they were a weird size, like looking back, they, they weren't they weren't very cool looking figs <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but back then you just loved them. You just yeah. loved them. They had like this sweet, sweet art on the packages and yeah. So oh, good. Incredible.
0: All right. Moving on from that, Sunjay. Number five yeah, for you. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, my number five, a big Ninja Turtle fan. And I'm going to have to say, I had like a lot of the figures from the collection, like the sports Ninja Turtles, like the ones from the movies, I had the ones from the animated show. I had Krang, Shredder, um, Casey Jones. Uh, But my number one Ninja Turtle is definitely Mikey, um, Secret of the Ooze, uh, the movie version of it where you could like take apart the arms and the head. Yeah. You could like reattach them to the other turtles. Man, I love that came with the mutagen uh, too right the
3: little mutagen that's tape? right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: so yeah. good so good mm. so uh for me number five teenage mutant ninja turtles uh michelangelo
0: brilliant man you're gonna see uh, you're gonna see turtles fall into my list <laughs> just a bit higher up which i'm assuming is gonna fall on troy's list as well maybe even carlos who knows here but yeah that's an <laughs> awesome choice and man those those figures were something else mm. something else um we're gonna get oh, into a little bit of discussion here in a minute about bullpen. them too sorry go ahead
2: Yeah, the packaging. The packaging was really cool. Like going back and looking at like like the what is it? The car or the van? The packaging and like the sewers and stuff. Even like the figures, like on the back, so colorful. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you go to uh, Netflix, season three of The Toys That Made Us is a Turtles episode, and it's really, really well done. So So well. So good though yeah yeah I oh know. fantastic all right troy man you got a big smile on your face i know you're having yeah. a similar experience as to i when you're thinking like geez i'm doing a little bit of research here and my yeah. uh, my waltz get uh, about to get a bit lighter <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's crazy man going back with all these things it was this is really hard like we've done a lot of lists this is by far the hardest list i've ever yes come up with here even the order they'll be in it's it could change tomorrow but um a quick honorable mention is um I'm a Batman Forever guy, and I got to give um, a mention to uh, the Crystal Donald Robin where he came with a couple accessories where the chest piece would come off. And if you put water in his face, you could rub off the mask. So he was like you know, a citizen, and then you put him back in water, and he had the
2: mask on. I, I loved that thing, but it didn't quite make my list. But I think um, I have that figure. I think I just saw it the other day. Like, if I ever oh. see it.
3: It's going your way, <laughs> oh man! Just made my day. That's that's huge. That's huge. But uh, to kick it off, no, I'm going with uh, Power of the Force. It's um, I had a couple little you know Star Wars figures when I was a kid, but it was the Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi all black. I, Tim, I think you have it. A lot of people I have this yeah. now today, but um, this was the f- I love this thing. This is the one you know, the puffy chest. He looked deezed. He had the cool cloak that would come off. Um, the green lightsaber, obviously, and I just there was a look even to this day. There's a look about the Power of Force figures that is just so cunning to me and just draws my attention. And there's just this playfulness about that, that three and three-quarter scale figure. And even though it's not accurate whatsoever to the look, obviously, of the movie, there's just something about it oh. that I love. So uh, that figure had major love. You know, I think I picked it up, too, from um, from probably Phoenix way back in the day when I was a kid. Way, yeah. way back. Nice. So, um
0: They're back there again. Big time love for
3: that figure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got power to the force there, like hanging from the pegs.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, love that one. Awesome. I just bought that figure two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, you did. It's currently sitting in a detail right next to me. (laughs) That's hilarious. So guys, for me, I've got, like I said at the top there, I've got two noticeable absences on this list and one of them is going to fall into an honorable mention and the honorable mention for me is the power of the force too these are figures that came into my life and i'd even say phantom menace these are figures that came into my a little later and I was more of a you know, teenager and, for the most part, more of an adult collector with the Power of the Force and the Phantom S. Yes, I did have figures I played with, but I was kind of a bit older in that 15. We talked about this a little bit, even on – I did a TSW roundtable last week with some of the guys and talked about kind of how I'm – we were kind of in that weird era, at least I was, with Star Wars. About you know, I was a little later in life, so it's going to fall into my honorable mentions, and I don't have any Marvel figures on this list either. Marvel came into my life quite a bit later. But uh, my number five here, guys, is Batman Returns Kenner 92 figures.
2: Yes! Yes!
0: These figures, man. It's funny because when I was kind of going back and doing some of the thinking about this, these didn't pop up until later in my list when I was like, oh, jeez. And then I was sort of going through them online. I was like, I had all these figures. I'm talking about, you know, the penguin with the black, white, and red umbrella the the penguins that came with the shooting things the Catwoman, the batman Mm. these were amazing figures and then you had all those batman variants like the gold batman and then the snow batman and then the underwater batman (laughs) so cool Mm. but the two things that stand out i'm gonna cheat on this one big time the two things that stand out to me are the bat command center you remember that thing that folded out like that triple trifold thing
1: Oh, yeah, Wayne Manor on one side. Yes. And, and then you had the, the Vat Kim cam- the back? Yeah,
0: the back and then you had the where you could put in because there's the Bruce Wayne figure, right? There was the Val or not the Val Kim, or the Michael Keaton figure. And you could put him in that thing and you could spin it and you'd have the Batman figure on the other side and you'd spin it as Batman. Man. And they even had like the garage door where you could drive the Batmobile through. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. And it wasn't until oh. I sat down and, and thought about this that I was like, I had that. That was amazing. Oh. And then the other big one I've talked about this before, and it's the Batmobile that turns into the Batmissile. You push that yellow button on top, and the sides oh. pop off, and you get that like Just... Batmissile. It was it was such what? an amazing, such an amazing vehicle and piece to this Batman Returns line. This like when I went through this Batman Returns line is unbelievable. The figures like Kenner killed it here in '92 for this one.
1: That no Batman bad. Returns Batmobile is still one of the best ones they've ever done. Because the eighty eighty nine one didn't have a top on the canopy. So automatically when the Returns one had the canopy on it, yeah. it, took, yeah, it took the prize.
0: The missiles that come out of it and all that. The only thing was, was it this one or was it the 89 one that had like the plastic cover that went yeah. over it? It was the 89 one? Yeah. yeah, I remember that one specifically. Yeah, but for me, number five, the Batman's Returns Kenner figure line from 92. So amazing. Yeah.
3: Yo, I'm going on YouTube and looking these commercials up ASAP after this because you just killed me right there with all those mentions. I, I can just see it all in my head right it's now. so good. I, I got the Robin right back here behind me from that line still, but all, everything else you mentioned, man, is just blowing my mind. <laughs> that, I totally forgot about the missile launcher, like Batmobile thing. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Now I'm just like, wow, I want to be like
1: seven again. Oh. oh hey here's when the best part change, we can go to my parents house and we can look at all those figures mint oh. and box, mint in box. <laughs> uh most of them yeah wow oh, yeah. Dude. like all the i had like all the base figures like i didn't do all the batman variants and stuff i had a few of them um but yeah once i was older and i did a bit of toy trading and stuff i've got like kind of the bruce wayne michael keaton yep. batman and then like the regular Batman, I have the, like the S- Sky Climber Batman, I think it was, but he had the blue and gray yep. motif, but in the Michael Keaton suit. And then, um, yeah, the penguin Catwoman. And then, yeah, the Batmobile for sure is there. And oh. it's like, it's been taken out, but I have the box. Like, dude, yeah. that in is so like cool,
0: that. man. So cool. Wow. Yeah, well, well, if, if a Batman figure is going to end up in my collection, it's going to be from geez. that
1: line. yeah well yeah we'll go uh we'll go hang out in my parents basement one day and like like it's all packaged up from when they moved and uh yeah i just there's so much of it i couldn't store it here yeah when (laughs) i walk
0: out when i walk out with a batmobile shaped chest underneath my what shirt <laughs> what are you what are you doing Tim nothing just don't worry about it this is as shameful enough as it is <laughs>
1: yeah you're just not allowed to go there by yourselves because no my mom should be like oh just take it he won't even know yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh thank you I he knows it's going to a good home I'm sure he'll appreciate that it's going to me. Be...
1: <laughs> all right Carlos number four number four for me uh is gonna be I had a few things from this line, but this was by far my favorite. And I thought the coolest thing, maybe it's because we're from Canada, but the GI Joe snowcat. Oh, it was such a cool looking vehicle. Um, It's like nothing you ever seen. It's like this ATV. It's like a tank. It's got torpedoes on skis. It came at snow job, like the cool driver for this thing. It was awesome. Um, And I remember the G.I. Joe toys up here came with two sets of decals. One so you could sticker them up to look like they were American military, and then another set where you could turn them into Canadian military. Sweet. <laughs> and I would like 90% of my stuff I would just do the American military to match the cartoon. Except for that one. That one was ours, boys. And like I freaking <laughs> love that thing. Like I remember playing with it in the backyard and like dumping the missiles off and trying to get them to ski down the little snow hills that I was building and yeah, it was awesome, and it was sweet because all the accessories were bright yellow, so you would never lose them in the snow, and uh, that was a sweet, sweet, sweet toy. So, any listeners out there collecting GI Joes? Oh, I'm you sure you got get grabs attention. Kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled sure it up here,
0: man. I, I, I was a bit young for GI Joes, but my cousins had all this stuff, and I remember this specifically. This, this white and yeah, has you're the Canadian. I yeah <laughs> but i think I was... the
1: government sent those to us yeah
0: <laughs> it's got that sweet track on the back too oh yeah so cool yeah
1: the missile launcher back there and like the big canopy on it yeah that thing was wicked i freaking love that thing oh dude yeah, <laughs> yeah number four for me the gi joe snow cat awesome <laughs>
0: amazing oh i love it love it all right sunny what do you got number four
2: uh, yeah, so for me, number four, another 80s, um, line, but this was modernized, it, well, modernized in quotes, um, Transformers, but for me, it was Beast Wars. Oh, yeah, oh, I love that show, yes. man. I had them all. I had Waspinator. I had, like, the Buffalo. I had, like, um, the, what's it called? Rat Trap? Ah, Megatron. Yep. Megatron is the, uh, dinosaur. I had Rhinox. I had Cheetor. I had, oh! man, I, I love Beast Wars, but for me, the king, of course, Optimus Prime as the gorilla. Yes. Come on, man. Man, Man. I I went to war with that thing. Like, I found it the other day at my mom's. It's, like, taped together with hockey tape. There's, like, paint chips missing. Like, I literally went to war with that thing in back. Like, it was my figure. And, man, like, I heard a rumor that they're going to make a Beast Wars, like, live-action film, and I'm so there for that. Yeah, like, that's, like, they're going to do, like, a spinoff. I am so there for that, man. Beast Wars, I'm going to say it right now. Beast Wars was the best Transformers show there ever was. Yeah, I'm I'm
3: there with you. Yeah, Beasties, Beast Wars, whatever you want to call it, it. I'm I'm 100% there with you. Yeah. Yeah, Optimus (laughs) 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 Prime. The 80s cartoon movie was was fantastic. The music was great, but the storytelling through and through, season two, when Optimus goes and sacrifices himself and he's gone from the team and he comes back and he's a bad, bad
4: man. Loved it.
3: Cheetor was the best raptor remember raptor when he turned sides and yes he's i love right? that
0: i was literally gonna ask he was, which, like free you know? agent. and yeah, he had I'm that yeah. weird voice
3: so, oh yeah, yeah. But he sacrificed himself too So
4: oh, good, man oh man
0: that is a big one beast Incredible. wars man i remember that Whoa. oh
4: i had
0: the, i wish. remember having i think i can't remember what when it was from but i had the praying mantis was that from beast oh wars? yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Man, I had. Oh. I had that one too. I had, I had them, had them all. all. Like, literally, had them all. Loved I, it. I still, I still gotta find them. They're all missing pieces. Like, if you find them, there's like one's missing an arm. Like my toys, they just bash together. Like I, I had no like tact at all as a kid.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's a huge one. That that that's one I didn't go deep with Beast Wars. I remember watching the show, but it wasn't big, and I had a few of the figures. But uh oh man, I remember that show. I might have to get back into that show. Jeez. All right, you, Troy. Man,
1: Canadian product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, shoot, that's that's tough to follow. Um, so obviously, '90s kids, Saturday morning cartoons. You watched the animated Spider-Man series, and you gotta watch X-Men, the animated series, the one of the baddest animated series of all time. And um, this is a weird Tory So obviously, Wolverine was you know huge. He's a big deal back in the day, and. Um, i think it's toy biz toy biz made this line where you had the x-men figures You even had a spider-man figure but they projected like the x-men animated series out of their chest is really weird so you could pop open their chest and you'd insert like this little like disc like a, yeah. a cd disc and then you put the battery in there and you light it up on like a dark room and it'd play clips from like the x-men animated series and i i absolutely love this thing i'll try to show it to you guys through the no you can't see it through the phone but if you google it anyways it's a uh, wolverine and um it was cool i didn't really even play with them to like fight with i would just watch these x-men shows through chest <laughs> of dark room and i thought, early hey, youtube so right cool. there early youtube right <laughs> who needs a smartphone when you can have yeah. you know
0: an x-men chat.
3: animated toy so yeah no that is a fun figure for sure that's oh what got, toy biz
0: man those toy yeah, biz those stuff toys. oh yeah you know look like the some of the packagings that that i've seen from those Oh, it's the animated series and the Spider-Man stuff too that, that yeah. you've been kind of picking up bits and pieces of recently.
3: That's right, the purple? Yes. Oh, oh.
0: come on, oh. come on. Mm. This again, it's another line that I never got deep into, but mm. it's something that I look back on, you know, quite fondly being like, Do I do I need stuff like that in my collection? Because this this whole exercise has just been like pff, <laughs> mind blown here. And <laughs> it even goes to this number four for me. It's And we've mentioned it before on the podcast. I can't remember if it was Christmas 93 or 94. It was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think they're about 12-inch figures. Yeah. The Red Ranger, man. Yeah. Oh, Jason, the T-Rex. I love this figure. I remember taking it to school. I also had the Black Ranger as well, the Mammoth. Both yeah. of them. Oh, the box. Like, I, I looked at a picture of the box today. It's this, like, weird kind of triangular box with this big window open to the figures. <laughs> It is, ah, oh, these figures blew my brain apart. I was a big Power Rangers guy back in the day. Loved the show. It was right in my wheelhouse. So it was a perfect age for it. And when these yep. first line of figures came out, I got them for Christmas. It was next level for me. Like, I had, I think I ended up with about three or four, though. Never got the whole set. Yeah. But these are two of the figures that I was like, I'm probably going to have to buy these on eBay or wherever at some point in the future just to have them on the shelf i would love an inbox red ranger too just because the, mm-hmm. the boxes it speaks so much to that that christmas morning opening up and being like oh my it, mighty Morphin power rangers this is it i was so into this man love these figures troy did you ever have any of these
3: yeah man i'm right there with you i had uh the black one i still do i have the black oh. one you had like the uh kicking action so if you press something on his back his leg would kick uh, i had the blue one i think his arm would kind of chop kind of like the superpowers the, the big tall ones right like, they're like 12 yeah yeah
0: the tall so i think they're tall i couldn't yeah. find the size of them today but yeah. i remember them being quite large
3: yeah they're big they they were i can't remember the packaging i was trying to google the packaging i can't remember but i still have the blue and the black one and my daughter loves the blue one too that's her favorite ranger but i love yeah i'm right there with you man those figures <laughs> were so cool <laughs> So cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: There we go. All right, Carlos, number three. Blow my brain here, man.
1: Oh, number three, it's going to be no surprise, but uh, the OG himself, G1 Optimus Prime. Oh, there it
2: is. Oh,
1: my man. Yeah, yeah, so the trailer opened up, and it had Roller in the back, and yeah, yeah, like I – that was – Back in the day when Transformers first hit and there were the hottest toy going, and I thought there was no way on God's green earth that I'm going to end up with an Optimus Prime, and you just, just kind of little kid dreaming of this thing, and uh, yeah, Christmas morning it was under the tree. My godmother had found it somewhere, and it just blew my mind. Like oh. I, I love Optimus. <laughs> I still have him. He's still up in our playroom there. He's missing his smokestacks, but uh, and I think the. Uh, the little turret guy that was in the the back of the trailer he he's busted off, but uh Optimus is still going strong, man, like I love that you was, still have it, yeah, and those figures are so awesome, like the die cast metal and yeah, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum from sunny there like i I didn't get a ton of toys so when I did like i I couldn't abide by them getting chipped up or whatever, and <laughs> yeah True any selective. battle damage on, yeah, any battle damage on my toys is from my brother. That guy's savage, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Optimus Prime and honorable mention to Grimlock. Like I, I was a dinosaur kid growing up, and mm. Grimlock. When they introduced the Dinobots, it just blew my mind. And uh, him showing up, those were my favorites. I was happy with those two. So, number three optimus prime
0: oh what a beauty a man
3: so was that one because i think i don't know if i had that version i maybe had the version a little bit later but it was like he came with the trailer and it turned into a base but when you combine the base with the figure he would turn into like a bigger optimus and they could oh, yeah, also like know. break him down to a smaller one i think yours was like probably the older one or yeah i had or, the, old yeah. One. So like the older so like
1: the, the trailer just turned into like a mobile command center type base so yeah. it just had like the little like the one um Little turret guy, and then it had Roller, who was like this little car that you could deploy. You had Power Master Optimus Prime because it had like the little robot that could turn into his head when you added the robot. Yeah, there's a little blue head, head that was that go yeah. on top of his body. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, That's you you had Power Master Optimus Prime, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which back, is one, which is one of back. those ones that will be on my set of eBay searches. Although, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I might still have bits of those pieces, so I'll let you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> incredible
0: yeah. oh g1 man all right sunny man what do you got for number three
2: yeah um before i go with my number three i just gotta say i I also had a bunch of those transformer figures because my older brother he's like seven years older than me he would always just pass them on to me so i had like sound wave and i had like uh the ones from the movies like those little like dinosaur ones those weird ones so those man dinosaurs? i i remember all those yeah yeah, yeah. I never was allowed to play with his Optimus Prime. So um my uh number three, um growing up, you know, in Calgary, wrestling in the 90s was huge. It was like the thing to do, and I had everything. I had the ring, I had the jumbotron, I had the announcers table that you would smash and like oh, came amazing. with Jim Ross and like so good. And I'd like do Royal Rumbles all the time. So I had like WWF and WCW, so I had the NWO with Hulk Hogan. And I had Nash and Hall, and then I had WWF with, like, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, you know, British Bulldog, The Rock, Stone Cold. And I would always battle, like, WWF versus WCW, and just Goldberg was in there, Sting, Undertaker, Kane, like, it was amazing. But by far, my favorite was definitely my Bret Hart action figure. He was always the title holder. He would always win it. Um, he'd always win it from Shawn Michaels, and Vince McMahon would be there to watch him win it—a little bit of payback. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Bret Hart was the man. He still is the man. You know, he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. He's and so he would always win it. Um, other wrestler figures, like I even had to, to, to show you the depth of what I had. Like you remember when Dennis Rodman went on WCW and for like a week or two. I, and they released a figure. I was at Toys R Us one day, and I was like, there's a Dennis Rodman, like, WCW action figure. I have it. So cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. man. Wrestling figures, man. I tell you, there's – so season three, there's also a wrestling figure episode on the Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. And I remember, too, I – so that's – so you're talking a bit later. So that's, like, 96, 97, 98 you're oh, talking yeah. time frame you're collecting those i remember going back i think they're called gloobs and i had like sting with the wcw title but this is like surfer sting and hogan and all this like even further back because my cousins who were a bit older than me had some of the lgn's and some of the the, the non-posable like the big heavy ones that you can knock a dude oh, out with. oh yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
0: like you get king Kong bunny or something you get someone like that hit across the head you're out cold man like
1: i was always scared of those because i had buddies with older brothers and they'd like whip them at you or hit people with them and i always felt kill you those things yeah they could seriously cause grievous bodily bodily harm or death (laughs) they were were scary figs
0: oh man i remember the rings too i had the ring i don't even know what set this was from but it was like velcro and it was like a storage thing too Oh, awesome. And you can put the figures God. inside there. But the ring posts always broke off because they're like plastic uh, and they're like up and they're pretty brittle. And I remember yeah. going through so many ring posts. But it's funny because I – that didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking about this was wrestling figures. But I definitely was – it was probably in the kind of this ninety two, ninety three, ninety four era that I was into wrestling figures. It was more because of my cousins. But I had like uh, the talking yeah. ring in that too. Nice.
2: Oh, that so nice. cool. <laughs> Oh man, they had some cool stuff Like the Jumbotron, you'd put the figure on And he'd have like, something like on his foot, on his boot And then his theme song would play
0: Ah, so, so cool
2: they, yeah. So, like, I, yeah, I definitely was a little bit older I played with wrestling figures like way longer than I should have Like I was probably like 16 years old like Buying wrestling figures Dude,
0: it doesn't matter, I was buying Star Wars And you've seen all of our rooms, right?
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's
0: no such thing as too long Playing yeah, with toys no.
2: Fair enough, fair enough
0: <laughs> All right, Troy, man, number three.
3: Yeah, number three, man. Uh taking it back to uh to the Christmas times. Uh Batman movies, I think were they would come out at least forever and um I think returns, they came around Christmas. I can't remember, but um I think they're based around Christmas time. So we used to we're in Canada here, so we used to get the Canadian Tire catalogs. And from December, what I'd do is I'd get these catalogs, I'd eat my cereal in the morning, and I would like <laughs> circle the letters that I want, and it was is always the Batman section. It was Batman Forever, and I would circle every figure possible. It was, it was the Batman Forever main guy. It was the Batman Forever Robin and the Batmobile. Those were the big three that I absolutely had to have because it was like the electronic-looking thing that would – I think you put batteries in there and it light up on the sides. It looked really like Electro. Um, like very Tim Burton-like, I guess, or Schumacher, I should say. And uh, yeah, so, you know, eventually uh, Christmas time came around and my parents had it all boxed up, ready to go, and I cracked those things open and um, I got the dual pack. So I got the dual pack with Chris O'Donnell's Robin and um, nice. <laughs> and uh, Val was Batman. I, and I just, I loved it. And, you know, that movie, obviously it's a big toy commercial, but boy, did it ever work because the merchandise was just next level. I absolutely loved it. Everything coming out of there. So um yeah, man, I'm gonna go with uh yeah, basically I'll just go with the two pack, the dual pack and the uh the Batmobile. Fun times. Oh definitely oh, the, the best two figures from that line too. Oh well you know they the had another cool pack, one. Yeah. The, yeah, the dual pack was great, but they had the um maybe this was maybe it's Batman and Robin, but they had the one where Batman was Bruce Wayne basically and he had like a turtleneck, but you could put like the Batman cowl over him and his head would like duck in to his like his like chest basically is weird so you can like transform him <laughs> yeah. from batman to bruce i think, think it might have returns and they had one of those for animated series too there was the animated one as well yeah okay. yeah
1: yeah the animated line was great too Jeez. oh animated line is sweet so can we can we touch yeah. on the
0: animated line here quickly guys because yeah.
1: yeah. i uh i had
0: this was something that i was debating when i was talking about batman returns there I was debating putting in here because I specifically remember, I don't know what year it was, but getting that two face with the gold chain from the animated series. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right, Carlos?
1: Yeah, for sure. And he came with like the big, like life-size coin. Yes. Yes. You could could pretend to be Harvey. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And
0: he had like kind of almost like boils on his face on the one side and it was yep. like the teal, it was such a cool figure. I don't remember having an extensive cool. line of that, but I specifically remember playing with my Two-Face Batman animated series and my Batman Returns figures.
4: Yeah.
0: And so I, like, when I saw the picture and I saw the gold chain, I was like, I remember that gold chain he had on, like specifically.
1: Oh, so cool. And so it uh, made him a gangster. Yeah, it did.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, guys, my number three. <laughs> We've touched on this briefly, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was one of the biggest lines that I played with as a kid. And the figures are one thing, right? You've got all the figures that you touched on there, Splinter, April, all this. But one of the things I remember specifically, and this is how funny life is. So I'm doing research for this, and I'm thinking there's one specific thing that I remember, the pizza thrower. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Tanger. pizza thrower?
3: Oh yeah,
4: oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was like, I remember they're shooting the pizzas across the room. This, like, in my head, I thought it was a pizza van. But then when I got remembering, I got looking at images, like, okay, I remember the pizza thrower. And I'm thinking, like, this is the type of stuff I want to rebuy. A few weeks ago, our good friend here, Carlos, he puts up in the DM. He says, "I got this like random turtle stuff here." And if you guys make a donation, Carl, so you got to remember what the, I want to give a big shout out to this. Um, yeah,
1: so it was, we were at the, my wife's aunt's place for dinner and they pull out the box of, um, her cousin, their son's old toys for my little nephews to play with. And as I look in this box, there's was like all these turtles toys in great condition And my nephews are savages, so there's, like, no way that I could abide by them tearing these things apart. (laughs) Took out all the turtles, and I found two Transformers in good shape, and I put them off to the side. And then I just kind of mentioned to Colleen's aunt, just saying, like, hey, um, just so you know, these old toys that you have down there could be worth a couple bucks. Maybe don't give them to these guys to rip apart. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, just let them know. And so then I get... A bag a couple weeks later with all those toys so I phone my wife's aunt and I'm like hey what's the deal with all the toys and she's like you know what Um, we don't know what to do with them and that was awesome that you put them aside but uh, if you can sell them or find a buyer and just want to donate the money to dreams take flight which is a charity that um, her family supports that takes underprivileged and uh, kids in need to Disneyland uh, free of charge um, so they said yeah if you guys will allocate the money towards that you're welcome to have them kind of thing so yeah I had them for a couple of weeks and then I thought well I'll give 1st of refusal to the boys so I uh, threw it up in the DM with a couple pics one night actually as I was watching that toys that made us uh, episode no, that's awesome yeah <laughs> And well, uh, let Tim take the story from there.
0: Well, I, ha- I currently have them in my basement here, and it was meant for, for us to have a discussion around the room. And then we haven't been together since. So I do have them here. And so I'm going to hold on to them so we can have like a fruitful discussion around who wants them, but no matter what there's a donation coming into the nerd room here that is going towards that. And that's going to pay for all of these. So we're just going to look at how much of these are worth. And then we're just going to throw some money towards the donation to kind of help with that. Cause I love that. It's amazing that trading figures for donating to a really great cause. Um, this is something that I'm super supportive of sending children down to, to Disney world and all that Disneyland and, for sure that's that's there but coming out of this so not only does do we get that end of it where it's we're helping people and all that but as i'm going through the research i'm thinking pizza thrower is what i want lo and behold i crack open this box and what is sitting in there the freaking <laughs> the pizza thrower i know what? and
1: it's in great shape all the decals yeah. on there it's, yeah. all the
0: decals it's got a pizza <laughs> <laughs> so i'm literally putting this on my list today and carlos said you know if you're going to talk about turtles we should talk a little bit about you know the box and all that and i said sure because i hadn't even opened it and i had put this tur- and then i opened it and i was like oh my god the pizza thrower is in here this is the thing i put on my freaking list and i now have it in my hand so needless to say the pizza thrower i'm gonna ha- probably have to throw my my name in the hat to to keep that to go on the new miscellaneous shelf but uh yeah these turtle this line is amazing and this is the one i was texting the guys today i said i'm in big trouble guys because you know (laughs) we're talking about a few things this turtle line is going to cause some grief with me because i'm likely going to have to back and collect and these are these aren't cheap right now these figures especially mint and box and so i'm gonna have to go back and and do some digging here and try to figure out how i want to space this out because i had the majority of these figures And this is part of the few figure lines that ended up in the possession of my cousins that my mom said, hey, do you want this? I was at the wrong age to answer the question properly. And I said, (laughs) yeah, sure. What an idiot. Young Tim, (laughs) if I could smack you, I would because I'd love to have these back again. But I'm looking at some of them now. I got the pizza thrower here. Come on. Fantastic stuff. That's my number three.
1: Yeah, dude. You'll be able to put a good dent in that list because there's some good figures in there and they're all in awesome shape. Like yeah, April's
0: in there and Casey Jones. Casey Jones, yeah. some A lot of the weapons too. Ah,
1: incredible. But guys, we will have a
0: discussion around that in a bit more depth once we're uh, able to recongregate here in the Nerd Room and see how we want to divvy this up. But there's definitely the donation. And I'll actually link the uh the 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 charity in the show notes so if you guys want to go you know throw a couple bucks here donate you know this is a really great time to be thinking and to be talking about that kind of stuff um so i'll put the link there and give you guys if you if you want to toss some money uh, or if you're looking for something to donate to here in the in the relative near term it's a great cause and so we'd really appreciate if you guys if, if you did that
1: yeah it's a it's an amazing thing and just seeing just watching the video of like the kids and it's on the website when you go to donate like the video of the kids and just the joy on their faces. It uh may make you well up a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, beautiful. All right, we're getting down the nitty gritty here, man. Top 2.
1: Carlos, number 2 for you. Number 2 for me. Once again, this is one of those beautiful things where uh franchises could cross over and for me, it was the Corgi uh diecast car line. Oh. And they The primary character in the line was, ironically, Superman, despite being the guy that doesn't drive. But uh, (laughs) I had all these little dinky cars. And so, like, the Daily Planet delivery van and the (laughs) Superman pedophile van that they had. (laughs) And the Daily Planet chopper and Metropolis police car. And, uh, of course, the Batmobile and the Batcopter This wacky Spider-Man copter and this funky bike with Spidey stretched across it. Hulk (laughs) Roadster, Wonder Woman Roadster. And then uh, to cap it all off, this world of Metropolis. And what it was was this carrying case. And you unfolded it and it had um, like a bit of a Metropolis City Street and a building and a parking garage and stuff like that in there. And in my mind's eye, this thing was immense, and it was the most glorious thing you've ever seen. And then I looked it up on eBay last night, and it is garbage. <laughs> it's all made of—it's just—it's just, it's just pieces of cardboard with like plastic laminate all over them. But uh, that didn't stop me from starting to poke around as to what the pricing on something like that would be. So, yeah, this, this Corgi su- superhero line was awesome, and the advertising was cool because it had like all the characters mixed in there. So you'd have. Bats and Robin with Spider-Man and the Hulk with Superman and it it was sweet stuff the Batboat and a lot of the Batman designs were taken from the 66 show and like the Spider-Man stuff they got really creative with so the the Spider-copter was essentially the Bat-copter but they took off the back and turned it into like webbing and had webbing for the <laughs> propellers and ah, so Batman's. cool <laughs> Yeah I I love that stuff and it was it was cheap enough that yeah we had a few of them so Got to, got a counter offer on a supermobile. I'm just saying on my uh, on my notifications. <laughs> oh here. man,
0: that is uh, amazing <laughs> that you've already taken that deep dive
1: into <laughs> eBay <Yeah>. searches. <laughs> I know. I gotta I gotta get the supermobile with the with the silver fists that pop out. I don't I don't want those red fists. <laughs> I need the, <laughs> need the silver fists popping out when you press the little button on the back.
0: Oh, I love how specific it already is. awesome all right sonny my dude number two
2: yeah man so i'm gonna cheat a little bit um saturday mornings fox always brought it with the cartoons i mean what a lineup you had x-men spider-man batman and uh for me the x-men spider-man the marvel stuff i loved it all like for the x-men line they had so many cool figures like they had apocalypse they had magneto i had wolverine then the spider-man line you know i had i had like a lot of them too um you know, I had Spider-Man, but I was all about the villains. You know, you know me, I'm all about the villains. So I had Doc Ock, I had Lizard, um, man, I had Venom. But for me, and I had Punisher because they had that one crossover episode and then they had the Punisher figure, like an eight-year-old me pretending to be Punisher, hilarious. But uh, <laughs> for me, my favorite, I don't know why, but I've always liked Carnage. Maybe it was because like Maximum Carnage was coming out around that time. So I did find, like, a Carnage figure, and there's two. There's one where he had the symbiote head, and then the second one was he had the Cletus head, but, like, a rubber head that would go on top of it. But, and it looked really weird, because, like, the rubber head was, like, way out of disproportion. Like, it was way bigger than necessary. So I was always a fan of the one with the a symbiote head already attached to it. Man, I love that figure. Like, any I played, like, I, I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, I'm Carnage. Like, man, it was just such a cool-looking figure, and he's got the red and the black, and it's well-constructed. It's like, I don't even know what the size was, but for me, it was definitely Carnage. Um, but I also love like, the Punisher figure. I just thought it was so cool, and, like, Magneto looked cool, and Apocalypse. Like, I would always play, I don't know about you guys, but so what my game would be, would be, like, Apocalypse has taken over the world. I'd throw all my figures in from every different line, and I'd be like, okay, pick five figures. This is kind of like my X-Men or, like, my bounty team. Of, like bounty hunters that have to go and like assassinate apocalypse to like liberate the world and like it could be like your team could be like hawkeye batman michelangelo optimus prime and like a street shark but like that was just like how i rolled
0: <laughs> i love it oh man i love it <laughs> Street sharks were cool man They yeah were cool didn't make they
2: my were cool. list but uh, they were cool
3: like biker mice from mars they're they're close
2: yeah, yeah.
4: street <laughs> sharks um, were
2: way cooler than biker mice from mars i don't know man i thought the biker mice because they had the bikes yeah but street yeah. sharks could play hockey they had like roller skates and like <laughs>
0: super cool what a debate yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> try number two
3: yeah, mine's kind of like Sonny's, man. Mine's it's basically the whole Fox Spider-Man Marvel toy yeah, biz era, nice. based off the animated stuff. Like, it was killer, man. I remember having obviously Spider-Man. There was like tons of different versions. I had the silver and black armored Spider-Man. I had the Ben Riley because Ben Riley was big. I think he was the Spider-Man at that time, actually, in the comics. Um, the Peter Parker in his civilian costume with the camera um, chameleon. Uh, he came with like the J Jonah Jameson oh, head, yeah. heads that you'd swap out. Um, Wolverine in like the ripped up costume, Venom was dope. But um, the one I always wanted, I never owned, but I always wanted the Mary Jane and Peter Parker set that came together. And I think it was actually at Phoenix as well that that set. But I just it was crazy expensive at the time. I never got my hands on. But the one that was really cool to me, and this is when Iron Man was like a nobody. But it was the Iron Man figure based off the cartoon and he had the armor that would clip on and is like this gold kind of cool metallic looking Mm -hmm. armor. You had the peg holes where you clip in the armor and the helmet would go over his head and he came with like the suitcase, I think. And I was just like, wow, like this is so cool. So when we got Iron Man 2, obviously, when he, you know, did the whole suitcase sequence, that blew my mind because I'm like, (laughs) I had that as a kid to see it finally on the big screen. I was like, this is this is amazing, but yeah, basically, man, it was all just that um, Toy Biz animated stuff. It was, it was fantastic. They had a couple of bases, too, which I never got my hands on, but the actual action figures themselves, um, Man-Spider 2, Six-Armed Spider-Man, so man, cool. those things were crazy. So cool, so retro now, but man, they were something else. On the yeah.
1: Cyclops with the light. That one blew my I, mind.
3: Yeah, I never got that one. Did you have that one?
1: Yeah. That, I, that's, oh. In, well, in it the, in was blue yellow. Yeah, and yeah. it was nice because they used to always cheat back then where they'd have the figures and you'd have to hold them up to the light because they had the clear piece <laughs> on the back of their head. <laughs> but Psych was like the first one that they just threw batteries in and he had a sweet, powerful light in him. Yeah. He, he was yeah. So in the blue cool.
2: and white, right?
1: Uh no that, that one was like the blue and yellow with like oh, okay. the the, the Jim Lee, Lee looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. 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 Oh. So cool, man. Yeah. I remember those. One
2: oh. thing Troy Oh, one thing, Troy, I got to add is, like, remember, like, I don't know if you guys remember this as well, but, like, how available these figures were. Like, you could walk in, they had Zellers had them, The Bay yeah. had them, Sears had them, yeah. um, Walmart had them, Toys Canadian R Us tire. had them, yeah. a- Canadian Tire. And you just go, and they'd have, like, walls of these action figures that, like, like The Bay is just, like, a big store in Canada that's, like, kind of, like, uh, um, what's it called? Demon Marcus or, yeah. or, like, Department like Store. Geases. Yeah, yeah. Like Macy's, exactly. And like the figures that they would have, like, they don't have them anymore. Or like Sears isn't even here, but like they would have like a whole toy aisle and it was just so cool to like, Sears you could catalog, look at them like there's a beast. And, yeah, man.
3: Oh yeah. I remember going to Hudson Bay, I'd right away go to the elevator, press the sixth button for the sixth right? floor and I would just stay up there the whole time. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> the grabbing everything. The
2: downtown location was so nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah now the sixth floor, I think is like burnt furniture or something. Like I don't even know what's up there. Oh man.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> a shame. It's it's funny how yeah. I remember that too. Like everything was so plentiful, but I don't know is that is that a function of our child brains, or is it actually less plentiful? Because you know, we, we I wasn't going to Walmart six times a week looking for action figures when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, no, I I was, and uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, the, the stuff was just it was more available, and yeah. there was less people collecting it, and. There was just more toys back then because kids played with them, right? Yeah, like, I guess I, it's I can't different fault now. companies are not making it. Cause... yeah,
3: because I remember uh the spawn spawn was like the first like adult looking kind of toys. I was like, whoa, like that's too big for me. Like you don't play with those things, but everything else is like <laughs> a fair game. You know what I mean? Is is this weird, but I remember like yeah, there was like the G.I. Joe's, the Spider Man's, uh, everything, but the spawn stuff was like realistic looking. I'm like,
1: whoa, like that's yeah, an adult collecting right there well, I remember yeah. some of the spawn figures they started like the movie maniacs line that would have the big black stickers on them so you couldn't see like the bloody parts or the risque parts on some of them
2: I had the uh, scream one I had the scream one and my younger brother who might have been like eight at the time had the Michael Myers one so uh, <laughs> we, we just bought it we didn't care We
1: out yeah. I remember those Marvel figures like they were so plant. like those ones would always go on sale for super cheap like
4: mm-hmm.
1: I'd buy tons of them just for like two yeah. or three bucks because they're mobile yeah yeah and that like that crazy. Superman man of steel line that came out there with the mullet yes Lara superman and the superboy and oh. those rad too and the steel yeah. wasn't there
3: the steel one with the big hammer that he came with like the like yeah the... They,
1: they did all of them except for the cyborg i think or maybe they did them and i just never ran across them but... yeah i remember like, those that's... but i remember
3: because it was like um i remember the commercials Cause he had like the long hair and there's a catch yes. line. It's
4: yeah. like the man.
2: Superman He's like a weird little catchphrase. Like, yeah, I will yeah. be. But... I think I have like the blue Superman. You remember when they split Superman into two, like I could never find Superman figures. And that was like the first one. It was like blue. I thought either the blue or the red one. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So I actually, I got to find it, but it's just like the blue, like 90 Superman figure.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So thing, sweet. All right, guys, we got to finish this list off. I got to get my number two yeah. here earlier this year at new york toy fair there's an announcement of real ghostbusters coming back retro packaging this line was one of my lines ghostbusters i had the tower thing with the pole and all that the actual like command thing or the their base had all the figures but the thing that sticks out in my mind is the ecto-1 car the original one it had the seat on top It had that claw that came out the back, the red wings on the side, the Ghostbusters logo. And I'll never forget, anytime I talk about toys, my dad talks about this car because the door always fell off. And he said I'd come to him every 10 minutes going "Eh, eh, eh," to put the door back on. This car, man, I don't know where it is. I feel like my parents might still have it. But this is one of the things that I'm definitely 100% going to buy to have in the collection here is this car. It is unbelievable. It has that real Ghostbuster like real Ghostbuster likeness. So this isn't a, a, a an exact replica of what it was in the film. This is from the TV series like 86 into 91 whatever it was. This car here was a huge part of my childhood. I absolutely love this thing. It's it's just has the if I'm talking nostalgia this thing just sticks out in my mind. I have a, I think, I can't remember if it's a Kotobuki or what it is. I have like a replica of the, the movie version of it out in my bar area. But when I look back at this, guys, man, I don't know if you guys are Ghostbuster fans, but this thing, I tell you, man, I'm so looking forward to this line that's coming out, this Kenner re-release of all these figures. But I'm going to have to go back and get some of this, this older 80s stuff as well.
1: I mm. oh, yeah. Yeah. real Ghostbuster stuff was so sweet. Oh. I, remember, I remember my cousin had it all but like we weren't allowed to play with it ever like, <laughs> it was in the storage area on lockdown and yeah it was like forbidden fruit oh it's <laughs>
0: so good man so good absolutely love that yeah. all right we got to get into our number ones what was i guess if you've ordered your your list this way but what was that number one toy that you guys had that just you can remember and that we're all likely to go and buy if we don't already own. So Carlos, what's number one for you?
1: Oh, number one, kind of no surprise to anyone who's listened to this show since I've been around, but superpower Superman. Yeah. Like I remember seeing that thing advertised and just lusting after it and literally saving my coins to buy it. And, um, It was KB Toys. And I had what I thought was enough money to buy it. And I found them on the shelf. And I started just, I was so little at the time. I just started feeding this girl at the till, like, coins. (laughs) She's like, you need X amount more. So I'm, like, feeding her more coins. And I remember this old man behind me. Just, he paid the difference. I don't know if he was, if he felt sympathy for me or if he was just fed up of this, like, (laughs) dumb kid feeding the cashier these coins. But, man, I love that figure. I played with it. For years i remember like taking tinsel off the christmas tree and making it like super speed for them and yeah awesome (laughs) nice and and yeah and i only had like a handful of the figures like superman batman robin hawkman the joker penguin but uh yeah i i love those things and like i still have my batman and robin and stuff like that to this day beautiful uh, yeah the, the superpowers line like i've that's just a rabbit hole I don't want to go down because I know start <laughs> taking away that that's just 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 bad news. But body oh. Chop yeah. action, man! It always blew my mind
3: to seeing the Robin, you know, swinging. I, there's a look to those, much like the power of the force. There's a look to those guys that just blow me away. It takes yeah, me, there, man. like they just
1: they captured that art style from the kind of eighties, seventies, eighties kind of era, and yeah, those figures are magic. And yeah. The, the, different things that they did and that they changed the the action ever so slightly mm-hmm. like they most of them had to the squeeze the legs together and the punch but they reversed the mechanism in the flash so you squeezed his arms together and his legs ran <laughs> oh that's awesome the fabric yeah.
3: capes too how they just hook around neck. yeah were they, they just, just that yeah. little c clamp
0: right yeah that just kind of yeah. went onto them oh yeah. so yeah. good yeah proper fabric yeah. capes i had yeah. the robin And I believe they – so they had – is that the same line where the 89 – there's an 89 Batman that was in there? Or is that – No, So they they used used the same capes. Oh, they used the same capes. Okay, that's what it was then.
1: Yeah. So in 89, they repurposed – because, like, nobody expected Batman to blow up. So that first movie, they only had three figures, the Batman, Robin – or Batman, Joker, and Bob Lagoon. Yeah. And so then they did a parallel line called DC Superheroes, and those were – like different versions but they used the superpowers mold so oh, okay. which gave them different actions so in that one Superman came with a kryptonite ring and it was like magnets there's a magnet in his chest and a magnet in the ring so you wore the ring and you kind of shone it towards Superman and he like fell over kind of thing <laughs> oh, that's why would you
2: want to kill Superman
1: <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well, you I, too
2: can kill him because
1: I remember that
0: Joker had the little yellow squeeze thing and it come out the flower right like you could fill that with water was that, so that from that was line? The
1: 89, that was, that the 89. was the 89 Joker. The, okay. the original Joker had a hammer, and the hammer had like a Joker face on it, and so you could squeeze his legs and he'd hammer down. Oh, and okay. the, the one side of the hammer was hollow, so you could make it look as though he had bonked Batman oh. on the head and <laughs> the, the hammer was stuck on him. So. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love it, man. I love it. All right, Sonny, man, your number one All toy right. from yeah, childhood. Yeah, man.
1: Uh,
2: no surprise, DC Comics, uh, Batman, And, you know, there's two lines that I, like, collected religiously a Batman, Batman the Animated Series. Talking about figures like Man-Bat, like uh, Batman, Robin, Catwoman, um, Penguin. Mr. Freeze was up there for me. And then there's the Batman movies. And the Batman movies is kind of what I remember most. And, like, as you guys mentioned, Batman 89, Batman Returns. But for me, I kind of, like, I played with them. But, like, for me, I remember more Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Like, yeah. for me, Batman and Robin was always this, like, forbidden fruit because, you know, I mentioned this before. My parents, like, would not take me to that movie because they probably saw the reviews and, like, I'm not taking you to the shitty movie. So, like, I didn't even see that movie until I was, like, a teenager. And so I always had this, like, mythical thing of, like, Batman and Robin was, like, this amazing film that, like, <laughs> looks so cool. And so for me, like, my two figures, like, I don't know. It was, like, Batman Returns was the Riddler. Jim Carrey's the Riddler. And I had that figure, and I would always like be him, and always, and and and, and you know, in a parallel, it was Batman and Robin, Mister Freeze, and you know, I had never even seen the film, so I had no idea how hokey he was, but his costume just to me looked so cool, like it was kind of robotic, and I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger as a kid. I'm like, he's in a Batman film, and like, I couldn't watch it, so I had this like Mister Freeze figure, and he had like the goons as well, like the people on like hockey skates. And, like, I was playing hockey at the time, so I thought, like, that was super cool that, like, there's, like, hockey in, in the Batman movie. So I, I can't choose one, but it was Jim Carrey's the Riddler and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Anytime Batman was in trouble, those two were teaming up. And if you remember in Batman and Robin, you can actually see Jim Carrey's Riddler, like, leotard in there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it is canon that they could have, like, been in Arkham together.
0: Yeah, that's cool <laughs> she- yeah. <Mark-verse.
2: laughs> yeah and the uh, and the bane figure for some reason like looked nothing like the bane looked in the movie like the bane figure in batman Ro- uh, robin looked more like the comic book one and it was like yeah. shorter and it looked super cool and like i was always like i always had the bane figure as well like milling about in the background so for me i don't I, you know it's hard to say but you know i have no shame Jim carries the Riddler, and i Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Those two are so cool, and they still are. I got to find it now, thanks to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going to end up in your collection now. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Oh,
2: well, I think I have them. Like, they're just probably like in my basement or at my mom's somewhere. Like Guaranteed, if you give me like half an hour, I'll, I'll pull it up.
0: <laughs> oh, looking forward to seeing them, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. Troy, my dude, what do you got for number one here?
2: yeah
3: man it's it's turtles it's turtles all day yes, that is. whole line you guys been talking about it it takes me there uh hard man i love the uh, the movie secret of the ooze is is my favorite part too it was wacky it was campy but uh it was just there's some cool stuff going on uh the technodrome though man i love the technodrome oh, yeah i loved um yeah. and uh, the turtle van obviously i loved how you could put like i always put Raph in like the little like side chair that would like flop out and he's like meant yes. to be throwing pizzas, but I don't think he could. Actually, there's like an elastic band, I think, that would like keep him in there. There's something to do with the I elastic think, yeah, band. Yeah, I but... remember that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so cool. The turtle van, the turtle blimp, the turtle oh, like the skateboard blimp. thing with the propeller at the back. It was it blew my mind. I had the turtle car that had like Leo's face kind of built in there with like the blue bandana. Um, there was so much goodness that came out of that line. It was just ever growing. Um I, I mean, like, the talking turtles, like, you put, like, this string behind their shell.
4: Oh, and like yeah, a into a
3: cartoon. The transforming turtles that go from, like, a turtle to, like, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. But, um, Sonny, yeah, I'm with you with the uh, the movie. It was the movie line, and I think it was based off of Secret of Ooze. It wasn't even based off part one. It was based off Secret of Ooze, where they had more of that look of uh, basically what NECA's done and master mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it was, it was turtles, man. Turtle fever. It was, it was nuts as turtles. It was ghostbusters, all that stuff. But turtles for me was, was right there. Whoa.
4: Yeah. That. It's
0: funny. The, yeah. the two, of the common threads through here are turtles and Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. that turtles line. This That's the one that's going to cost me here after all this discussion. <laughs> but uh to cap this off guys, my number one here. I have to say, Jurassic Park was a life changing event for me. When I first saw that film, this was my first major, major love passion. You know, I loved Ghostbusters and Turtle before this, but this, I was like eight years old. I saw this film, blew my brain apart. And fortunately, I was able, you know, through Christmases and birthdays and all that, to get the majority of this figure line. I've got almost all the dinosaurs. I went and rebought a whole bunch of stuff when I was in university. I have the, all the first five figures mint on card. I went and got like the big T Rex because I only ever had the junior T Rex. The junior T Rex was like my my dinosaur through my childhood. But I got the big T Rex out in the bar area. But the thing that stands out the most for me in this line is the Electronic Command Compound i remember getting this for christmas it's this massive box i remember pushing it ripping it apart it had the fence it had the i just literally guys i pulled this out to display i've got the gate the fence this big tower thing with like the um, uh what do you call it's the the brush for the top of the the roof it had this it's amazing it had like a little hatchery this thing this computer that said lines from the film Oh, this thing, guys, I tell you, I know I it was, it's kind of like an obscure, like, I don't know a ton of people that were super into Jurassic Park in the same way I was, but this command compound thing was life changing for me. <laughs> I played with this thing from eight till freaking way too late in life at that point, <laughs> like literally yesterday, till literally yesterday. <laughs> I still have it all. I had the box yes. up until a couple of years ago when it got damaged. One of my parents' rooms in their basement flooded, and that box was still in there, and I was so gutted that the box got damaged. But I have all the toys here like in the nerd room. They're not set up, but I have them in a bin, all the dinosaurs, the command compound. I have everything. So someday I'm going to drag it all out. Even my, my daughter was like, can we play with it? And I was like,
4: eh. <laughs> probably
0: not this stuff. I have the Jeeps, the 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 green one the red and gray one a red and brown one so it's all coming out it's gonna go on the on the shelf here but yeah it's the command compound Jurassic Park that whole first series Kenner again man killed it like Kenner owned my childhood for sure they did so much across these lines unbelievable there's a series two that I' gonna have to get dipped back into this is another one that I'm gonna I'm gonna go complete there's a few dinosaurs i'm missing to complete the collection so i'm gonna do it for sure for sure
1: wait we we'll have to we we'll have to play toys <laughs> yeah <our station.
4: laughs> yeah we
0: are yeah we are oh man so guys man this was an absolute ride i had a blast putting this together i had a blast talking about this guys carlos fantastic idea and guys people listening i want to hear what your it doesn't have to be your top five but it's got to be your top couple what did you guys play mm-hmm. with as kids what was the toy for you i'd be super interested to see how much crossover we have here because like i said batman and, and turtles were a common thread but we we're all over the map the like transformers gi joe's wrestling you know everything from the fox animated stuff Jurassic Park, whatever we had a ton of stuff covered here in that 80s to early 90s space so I want to see what other people love, what they lusted after, and what they're going to go and collect because this episode, more so than most any, is going to cost me a bundle down the road.
1: <laughs> I know. This is like my wife's five-way revenge for you uh, getting all the is. action figures into our house. It certainly <laughs> yeah. is because
0: uh, I'm always going to start questioning, I thought you only did the Black Series and why are Ninja Turtles and Jurassic Park and Ghostbusters coming into the house now? Well, you can blame Carlos for that one. <laughs>
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay guys it's 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 a little longer episode I don't mind going longer with these ones you know because we're having a lot of fun with it this is is you know kind of our social getaway for for the time being and like I said guys hit us up Anything we talked about this week, you can always email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can find us all on Twitter. Always looking for a good conversation there. Looking forward to seeing some pictures of some of this stuff. I'm going to just really throw some stuff up at this Jurassic Park stuff for you guys to see, to save you the time Googling it. But, yeah, tag us in those images of what you loved as a kid. You can find us over on Instagram as well at the RM. You can find everything that we do over at the Nerdroom.net as well as StarWarsCommonwealth.com. You know, the guys are always pumping out good content there. This is Tana thing, Clone Wars, Mando stuff, Rise of Skywalker, all being covered right now across the Commonwealth itself. As well, we like to give a big shout-out to our man, Rob Wade, for endorsing this podcast over at Martian14.com. Go check out everything that he is doing. He's on a bit of a hiatus with talk stores at the moment, but I did record a live stream with rob cass with rick our dude rick as well as rob from generation x-wing we had a ton of fun talking about star wars and what it is today our love for that and kind of shedding some of that positivity on it so we had a blast doing that the other night few brewskis some good times some good talk there's a live stream out there and it's going to be going up on the tsw feed in the near term as well so make sure you go check that out guys man Freaking blast here. This was a ton of fun. I can't wait till next week. We've got our Birds of Prey review. I'm saying it. I'm committing to it. I'm gonna <laughs> check this film out in the next couple of days and we are gonna review it. So make sure go buy birds of prey or rent it, whatever you want to do with it. Consume it. You can do it from the, the comfort of your own home. You know, let's do this, let's review it, let's get it in there. I think it's a perfect time to get the review in. i looking forward to talking birds of prey next week. Okay, guys. Well, with all that being said, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. He certainly is. All right, guys. We'll see you next week, and thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at the the TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjay for more content from The Nerd Room, check out the TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to Star to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's radio podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth to take your first steps into a larger world.